Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with... Uh, Chip uh, Really getting toward the end of uh, August and September around the corner. Uh, September is a beautiful month, though. It really is. Um, weather's pretty predictable, you know? Um, you know, you know, you know, yeah, you, you, you wake up and put a sweater on by the afternoon. You've, you've got nothing on. Um, it's one of those deals. <laughs> you've been working on at home too long, Anson. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Much too long. The golden rod is out. The crickets are singing, all that kind of stuff, you know? So yeah, when someone comes to the door, it's an event, you know? Pretty good stuff. So here we are for the birds. I answered a chip weekend edition. Um, so we got a few updates. Uh, um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, some visitors that were in New England that uh, shouldn't have been here, and one of them was the uh, the roseate spoonbill. Have I got that right? Yeah, roseate spoonbill, a, a bird that uh, yeah, it, you know, we were talking about loons and swifts our last show and how they show up in odd places sometimes um, but yeah it's for a spoonbill to show up in New England is really really unusual and there have been sightings all over New England I, I don't know how many exactly but um, uh, at least two in New York one in Connecticut um, let's see one uh, in Massachusetts now uh, none in Vermont yet but oh, fingers crossed but, uh, yeah, the spoonbills showing up. Uh, unfortunately, the one that we talked about last time in New Hampshire was found dead the very next day or the same day that we were talking about it. Uh, the spoonbill showed up in Gorham, New Hampshire, so northern New Hampshire. And, you know, if one were to show up in New Hampshire, that would be the last place I would assume it would show up. But, uh, unfortunately, the bird was found dead. Um, I don't know if anyone has figured out why. Uh, my guess would be uh, starvation. These are mostly young birds, um, inexperienced birds, and uh, uh, habitat that they're not used to. So I bet they, you know, they're arriving probably half starved, and that's probably why they're here. And then they have trouble finding food. Mm. Yeah, they're probably exhausted, confused, new habitat, and you know, were they and were they in a marsh or water, or are they were they near a water source? If they weren't near a water source, they probably could be in real trouble, right? Yeah, definitely in a marshy area. The one um, in Gorham, uh, I think there was, a, you know, I can't, I don't know what the river is there, but, a, you know, backwater, marshy area of a river. Um, and, you know, and I think these birds are, are, you know, successful finding food, but maybe not enough. And again, I know this happens with barred owls. Uh, when there's a, a winter where all of a sudden there's barred owls everywhere, uh, they're often young birds, and they, they arrive half-starved already. So if they don't, you know, if they're arriving half-starved and they're not finding enough food, you know, that doesn't bode well. So my guess is that's probably what's going on with these spoonbills. They're young birds and um, come from very far away, like Florida. Um, and so they're already kind of on the edge when they arrive. Mm. And they're, um, they're uh, I mean, their bill is extraordinary, and then they're, 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 they're pinkish red, right? A little bit of white. Uh, yeah. yeah, they are a glorious sight to behold. Um, yeah, pink and white with this crazy bill. It's, it's, imagine uh, taking a big spoon and just flattening it out. It's, that's kind of the shape of the beak. It's got this big flat beak that broadens at the tip into a spoon shape. 
so uh, you know a beak like that too they're um, you know they're it's adapted to their fine fish um, and, and invertebrates and things like frogs by probing in the mud and then snapping it closed so you know I, that kind of beak you know it's not an all-purpose beak <laughs> like think of an egret or something uh, or another bird that you know could successfully forage in almost you know any kind of wet habitat. Spoonbills, my guess would be they they do well in southern marsh swamp habitat. So again, not incredibly adapted for New England. Mm-hmm. All right, good stuff. The uh, spoonbill in uh, good old uh, New England. As we head to September, you got some programming coming up in September, right? Some special stuff coming out the North Branch Nature Center, which is just outside Montpelier. We do indeed. Um, Caterpillar Lab is coming back. Uh, they make almost annual visits to the Nature Center with their traveling caterpillar, we'll call it circus, almost like a zoo. Um, they have dozens and dozens of species of native and some exotic caterpillars, and they are really cool. Uh, caterpillars, you know, we tend to think of them as you know pests eating you know the cabbage in the garden, but. They come in all shapes and sizes. Some are spiky. Some are uh, mimic snakes. Uh, they do some crazy things. Some camouflage themselves with flower petals. So they're really diverse and really fun to see. And the Caterpillar Lab is going to do um, several days of programming at the Nature Center. So there'll be their exhibit, which you can come and, and visit. Um, and that's around September 4th to 6th, I believe, but they'll be here for several days. Um, and then we also have some caterpillar camps for, for kids, including homeschoolers. Um, and then there's a caterpillar event for educators. So all sorts of events around Caterpillar Lab. So the best thing to do, go to our website, northbranchnaturecenter.org, and look on our calendar for all the Caterpillar Lab-related events. It's, it's really going to be fun. Uh, if you haven't seen the Caterpillar Lab, got to check it out. They're really cool. Yeah, Caterpillar. I, I love Caterpillars. Of course, it's, uh, you know, we're in monarch season right now, right? We're kind of in that, in that area. All right. So that's coming up the, in the uh, first week in uh, September. So the, the Caterpillar Lab at the North Branch Intercenter. All right. All right. We were talking about the uh, spoonbill before the break, but there was another, it was another bird that's been hanging out that's, it's in, uh, shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, something actually, maybe they were traveling together. <laughs> Most storks have also showed up in New England. That's another southern species. You know, again, if you go to Florida, uh, you go to a place like Ding Darling on Sanibel, you're going to see wood storks and spoonbills, but um, not in New England usually. Um, and right now, it, have you heard of Montezuma National Wildlife Refuge in New York? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing place for birding. Um, I had the good fortune to be there in May, and tons of bald eagles and shorebirds and egrets. Um, right now, there's a spoonbill there uh, and a wood stork. So if you want to see both of these species in one place, uh, go to Montezuma in New York. Uh, but wood storks have also showed up in um, other spots in New York and New England. I think there's one in Staten Island right now. Um, I went looking for one in Ghent, uh, uh, in the Chatham area of New York. I was heading to Long Island. I'm like, oh, I'll stop and see if I can see this wood stork that's been reported. But that bird, I think, was found dead. Um, the, when I uh, went to the spot where it had been seen, 
the habitat had basically dried up. There was this wet field where it had been hunting frogs with the egrets. Next day when I got there, there was no more standing water and the wood stork was gone and um, not seen again or not reported on egrets. So I think this is the bird I heard was found dead. Um, same thing has happened with some of the spoonbills that have headed north. They're um, young birds, inexperienced, and uh, in, in a strange new habitat. So uh, they are susceptible to starving, unfortunately. Mm. So the stork showing up in, in the region again. So um, really interesting stuff that's been happening over the last few weeks in and around New England and so forth. Well, um, certainly fall is, is upon us. Um, apple season, caterpillar season. Um, confusing fall warblers are starting to appear, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the season when uh, we get visitors from all over the place, um, from the south and the north. So, uh, yeah, it's a great time to start looking for warblers. Uh, if you're interested in seeing shorebirds, sandpiper species, get to the Champlain Valley, places like Delta Park. Um, yeah, this is uh, the start of migration. Um, and some birds like uh, you know, the sandpipers have been migrating for a few weeks now. So, yeah, it's a good time to, uh, now that the nesting season is coming to a close, to start looking for southbound migrants. Good stuff. All right, we got to fly out of here for uh, another weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds.